Welcome to the Concast, Comic Con Africa's official podcast. <laughs> well, Kat, uh, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm going to just introduce everybody in the room. Firstly, hello everybody. My name is Kelvin. Uh, I'm joined by Robbie at CCA HQ. Say hi, Robbie. Hello. Hello. And then. <laughs> Cat Kiramaki. Is that Kiramaki. Kiramaki. Um, Kiramaki. Kiramaki. We even practiced. Uh, Kiramaki <laughs> on Zoom. Hi, Cat. How are you doing? Oh. Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. Hope you guys are well too. Just want to interrupt the podcast to tell you that Tokidoki South Africa is running an exclusive special for all Comic Con Africa fans. From now until the 7th of May, you can get 25% off your purchase using the code CCA underscore TK. DK. Shop using this unique code and you could stand a chance to win a Tokidoki hamper valued at 2,500 Rand. See the link in the description to shop now. Back to the podcast. All's good. All's good in the world. Um, so we were just literally talking about how I'm terrible at names and <laughs> that I, I can't get names correct. And on oh. the launch, he fails epically. I love oh, it so much. God. <laughs> um, but let's let's focus on the now, focus on the present. Um, Kat. Leave the failure. Leave the failure behind. <laughs> um, Kat, we're chatting about all things cosplay today. Uh, this, is, this is super exciting. But... Much like my ability for names, I am not clued up on cosplay. So, real talk, not like for the concast, I'm going to pretend not to know anything about cosplay. I'm blind here. So, Legit um, know nothing. So, I'm, I'm really, really going to need your help. And I think um, I want to kind of approach this as like the beginner's guide to cosplay. Um, so, <laughs> so, firstly, tell me, tell me about what you kind of reckon cosplay is is there misconceptions or is it like very easily understood um i mean i think a lot of people tend to confuse cosplay with like just um i guess fancy dress um and it, to me it's a bit it's it's a lot more than that um you know you, you people really want to like embody the character it's it's essentially like you know a physical expression like of fan art in a way but it's like you wear it instead of you know doing a drawing of your favorite character or something you you become your favorite character and there are people doing amazing things out there with costumes um they are you know world world championships and things for this type of thing as well it's it's not as casual as as fancy dress i mean it can be very casual um especially when you're starting out but it you know the the level it can kind of get to is just like way past that and I think a lot of people kind of mistake it for for just like a casual fancy dress or dress up uh, like you'll see um, well I mean I guess you wouldn't but um, cosplayers know that around like Halloween time uh, you always just get like random people popping out of the woodwork being like can I borrow a costume please like <laughs> and then, <you> know. <laughs> but I could imagine that is that is frustrating because the bit of cosplay that I have seen as much as much as I'm, I'm a bit of a rookie to it I'm, I'm not oblivious to the fact that it's actually like quite an art you know what i mean it, it's not just like oh I, I i'll slap on this and i'll do that and whatever so is is that like a is that like a taboo do, nah, do, do yourself a favor if you ever had whenever we have cons again walk up to the first cosplay you see and be like how many hours yeah and watch them break down and cry yeah. and it's not as easy <laughs> as just like yo i just got this out of my cupboard or yo i just bought this online ask them how many hours and and you will see you'll see 
like Vietnam flashbacks, <laughs> flashing in eyes. No, no. So, so Cad, like, is is Halloween like a ill kind of experience for cosplayers, or is it like a hey, welcome in? Do you, you know even I mean? enjoy, do you even enjoy it anymore? Yeah, like, cosplayers every so day. I, <laughs> I will say that, like, because well, obviously, you know, with um, the pandemic and everything, we haven't really had cons and that type of yeah. thing, so. I, we haven't really had any opportunities to to dress up and, and go out to cons and do that type of thing. But I think most cosplayers kind of view Halloween as like their, their casual night or their like night off where they can actually just wear something <laughs> a bit more simple and a bit the more irony. comfortable and just like chilled out instead of like going all out. Um, I mean, I still love Halloween. It's like my, my favorite, I guess, like holiday. Um, it's it's just like really fun, but it I do kind of you know, take it a bit, bit more casual around Halloween oh, yeah. and, and save all the crazy stuff for, for cons and, and shoots and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I can't speak to like all cosplayers, but um, I mean, that's kind of the general sort of consensus I've gotten from the, the people I know. Yeah. Okay. Like Robbie said, that, that's really ironic that on the night where... <laughs> you can flash, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's like on the night where everybody is like, tonight we're getting dressed up. We're going out, we're doing this crazy thing, and the cosplayers are like, oh, thank God, it's a night off. <laughs> the, night. <laughs> the irony is spectacular. Like, everyone, like, my costume is better than yours. Like, oh, no, my costume. Halloween, where they actually rate, like, the normal, general public rates costumes. Yes. Cosplayers are like, eh, yeah. no effort. <laughs> when, like, lo- their, their previous build probably could outrank everyone else there. And it's yeah. just like, and feel oh like Oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> on that note, though, there was, like, a random... It was actually like there was a con weekend. It was like fan con. Like, I think it was the first fan con that happened in Cape Town. Mm. And uh, that night, they, they just so happened to have like a random uh, sort of like fancy dress cos- co- like costume competition at like a local uh, like club. So, so what I did was like I got home from the con napped for like an hour just got back into my costume again and then just like ventured out and uh, yeah i ended up like winning which was nice. pretty awesome because like the it was like a cash prize so i wasn't even mad but like it was it was hilarious i had these um these like prop guns that kind of like looked like candles and um they were kind of the lights were um sort of controlled with a remote so you could change color like with the remote and the funny thing is, I would just be like standing there chatting to someone, and uh, like my significant other would be sitting there in the back with the remote, watching some drunk person like staring at my candles. Some guy was like blowing on them at some no point, way. and then he would he would like switch the color every time this guy blew on it, and he was just like, "Oh my gosh, I have no idea Magic. what's happening." <laughs> Magic guns. That is really I love that. That's that's freaking fantastic. Oh my god! Now, one thing, one thing that you mentioned a little bit earlier, which has uh, piqued my interest, is you said that like cosplay, because cosplay again, with my rookie knowledge, I know that cosplay stands for costume play, but you you quite rightly mentioned that it's it's not just to do with the costume; it's also about becoming the character. Well, that's where the play part comes in of the costume oh, play. No way. <laughs> This is like a very daft moment. I thought that was like... We're gonna Wait, please, please, please tell me you're just like, listen, we've established this is not supposed to be a structured thing. Please tell me that was just a bit and you actually knew that. 
Please, please tell me that was a bit. If it were, I'm genuine, guys, genuinely. No, come on, man. Even, even I don't know cosplay, but even I know that much. I thought it was like, because you, I, I didn't realize it was like in the theatrical what? sense. What, what did you but, think the play was? But it was like, because you played with the costumes. Who plays with their costumes? Have you have you tried swinging you like a cosplay like... katana? You're gonna break it. <laughs> there we go. You see cats doing cosplay. <laughs> this is great. I've um, lost faith in Calvin as a CCM. Um, you'll find that most like uh, competitions do have kind of like a skit division as well. So that's no, yeah, where, where that part of it like comes into a lot is like where you know maybe people aren't as confident in their construction of their costumes, but they love you know the kind Persona. of yeah, the theatric side of it and then they they're yeah. into the skit competitions instead so that is a, a big part of it as well yeah. I'm, I'm highly disappointed in you calvin i'm highly disappointed in myself um but let's let's casually move on try and try casually. and save it casually. um cat who have who have you who have you put your cosplay on for us um again absolute rookie over here uh talk us through talk us through the process for your cosplay tonight Okay, so this was actually what I wore to the last uh, Comic-Con Africa we had. Um, I, I wore it on the first day, yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with anime at all. Um, but like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Even if you like know nothing about anime, yeah. I'm sure you've heard the name My Hero Academia like floating around somewhere. Are you um, a weird Ochako right now? Well, weird. Um, I don't know about that, but it is like it's an original design. Um, I was just about to say, like that's I've never seen her in that in the show or in the manga. So this must be like a custom. Yeah, outfit. it's kind of like it's, the colors and stuff are based off of her yeah. like hero outfit, but it is kind of like a more uh, kimono-y type yeah. of type of outfit. It's based on the Walolita style, which is kind of like uh, a. Okay. Japanese um, fashion style. Um, it's like a sub subsection of Lolita that kind of like focuses more on the traditional silhouettes and like kimono type silhouettes and that type of thing. So it's kind of like a Walolita version of um, Uraraka um, okay. that a friend of mine actually designed. She's really talented at sketching and stuff, and she did uh, like a gender bent bakugo in the same style. Um, Beautiful. That we, wore, that we wore together, yeah. So I don't know, like you can kind of like see that it's jeez yeah. Yeah, that is Damn. that is awesome you can't really see like the skirt part of it but like oh, yeah. <laughs> there are many skirts happening as well <laughs> yeah so it, it is an original design of of an outfit for her it's not um it's not one of the the canon ones but yeah it's just something the, we the hair gave it away <laughs> the minute she was like did you see have you seen my hero i was like and then I saw the hair and I was like, oh no, is this wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> also got like the weird tiny little like eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> for for oddly enough that yeah, I didn't pick up on that. It was it was more the hair, like because she has a very like w- like very defined head shape hair shape. <laughs> head shape, hair shape. I don't know. With anime it could be both. Could be both. <laughs> the hair is the head. <laughs> but but that's that's one thing that I really, really ap- appreciate about cosplay and again i'll I, I have no shame in referring to it as an art form and actually advocating that it is a that it is 100%. a form of art because there there are so many details and like you said i i think that the cosplay community as a whole i think you're the you're actually like a, a great example right now where you've you know we've stepped into this virtual realm and we're doing a, a, a digital podcast recording but you've still gone all the way out to the extent that the details are perfected. I think that that's that's really really cool. Does that is that like a? I guess what I'm what I'm leaning to at its core is 
is that nature or nurture? Do you think that innately some people kind of just have that attention to detail and naturally by that they do well at cosplay? Or do you think it's very much a taught skill? What do you what do you what do you guys reckon? Um I mean look, I think it's a little bit of both really. Like some mm. people kind of have that natural attention to detail and then like other people like the more costumes they make and the you know they the more they like work on stuff and learn new techniques that that kind of develops over time as well um although if you are working towards like a, a crazy deadline for a con and you haven't slept crunch think things are going a bit, a bit crazy um kind of then people sort of go like ah it's good enough I'll, I'll yeah. add that in next time or, or you know obviously unless it's like a competition in which case you'll be judged on that type of thing but um yeah con, con crunch is real and that um sometimes you have to sacrifice certain details for that but i mean if you are one of those people who budget your your time correctly who budgets your time correctly then um yeah then, then you have more time to spend on that type of thing i'm i'm not one of those people i'm one of those people who will be working and sleep three hours and then just like get into cosplay and like head to the con. Uh, but yeah, then again, I haven't like really entered a, a competition for quite a long time because it, it's, it's brutal out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Kat, I want to, I want to kind of speak through the, the process of um, like getting into cosplay, not necessarily getting into cosplay, but physically getting into your how cosplay. to make a cosplay. How, what, what is it? Because <laughs> I've kind of, come up with a process and again we've seen the extent of my skill tonight so i'm not going to embarrass myself too much but i was kind of thinking that the first step would naturally be to get inspired is that kind of where it starts or am i missing something where you where you look at oh a my character gosh, like, and you, say, <laughs> you have no idea i'm like also one of those people who just like every time i watch a new show i'm like yes i want to cosplay like all of these characters and then i just have this never-ending list of of characters that i want to cosplay at some point and i mean very few of those actually you know make it to the actual cosplay stage and then they're like a bunch where i think i've got i don't even want to think about how many like unfinished costumes i have like oh yeah where you just get like super inspired inspired and like excited and then you just like go and start making something and then you get distracted by like another new design or like you know, you kind of like run out of steam and then you're like, oh, I'll finish it another time. Like most cosplayers I know uh, have at just, you know, a, a pile dedicated to unfinished cosplays. Like it's it's very often as well that there's like kind of hype surrounding a show or something. And then you kind of like jump on yeah. that hype train and then you, you want to make something or you start making something and then the hype dies down. And then you're like, uh, you know, may, maybe I want to do something else. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a really bad habit. A lot of us. I think we need to make a note of this because yeah. not on cosplay whatsoever. But <laughs> with D and D, it's the same thing. Like I I see a show and I'm like, yo, I could make a campaign out of this, or I could make a character uh, D and D character. I could do with this build, or I can homebrew something. We need to make a mental note for everyone to ask them if the, if they have this exact same problem. Especially if it's like a creative thing, like yeah. co cosplay where you can make whatever you want, D&D &D where you can build whatever you want, uh, miniatures where you can make whatever you want. Like, does everyone do this? Because when, when, when Kat was talking, I was just like, yo, this is me with D&D. &D. I have a full <laughs> folder. <laughs> I have a folder and everything. That, that's really interesting, Kat, because <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought that projects would go unfinished. Look, I, I never doubted that 
Hey, not everything can be bolts. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Money is expensive. Again, I, like this is really not my brightest moment. Sorry, Catch. I'm easing me under the dimmest of circumstances. But um, it, it makes sense that a project would perhaps morph and change as as, as it goes. But uh, again, I, I, I really... Playing open cars over here. Don't know much. Genuinely trying to figure some stuff out. Having a good time while learning. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine you get quite bored, like, every now and then, like, you're building something and then you're like, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. You switch over to something else. I imagine, I imagine that happens yeah. every now and then. I mean, like, I have, I have the exact same thing with, like, uh, board games as well. I'm, like, an avid, like, board gamer, like, tabletop game as well, where you will just, like, buy a new game, get, like, really excited about it, and then you'll be like, oh, but I need to read the rules, so um, maybe I'll get to that at some point. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have, like, a bunch of unplayed board games as well just because I hate reading rules. Like, sometimes it gets so bad to the point that I, like, just pass it off to, like, a friend and be like, you read the rules and you figure it out and then we'll, like, play it. But, no. yeah. Hey, like, I don't just, blame you. Uh, no one knows the actual rules of Monopoly. That's true. Not everything does what it thinks you does. Free parking does not work the way you I think it functions. Like, I feel like I'm about to whip out something and be like, well, those are... Prior to what I've said, I've actually read those rules and you're so wrong, Robbie. Please tell me Please tell me that you're going to say No, that. Pe people that actually I, I, play it. I mean, like, I don't think I've played Monopoly since I was, like, a kid, so... <laughs> I, can't, I can't really say. I've just, like, heard these sort of, like, rumors about, about things that are true or aren't true. And, yeah, I... I mean, when you have, like, so many awesome, like, tabletop games to explore, like, Monopoly's kind of just not really priority. No. <laughs> yes, I guess. But it's like, it's like Uno. Uno. There is some intense competition over you there. You cannot stack plus fours. Well, there was that. Mm. And then they even tweeted about it and people were like, it's fine. You've made the game. Go back to bed. It's fine. <laughs> You've made the bed. Out. The rules are now yeah. ours. Go away. <laughs> then they were also saying, like, you can't finish on a power card, like a plus four or plus two or switch. Or a skip or something, yeah. I also heard that BS and I was like, nah, hold on. Wait a minute. Um, I've won a lot of games like that. <laughs> but alas, we continue on our um, beginner's cosplay guide, Kat. Um, you, <laughs> back on topic. You mentioned something about a friend designing that cosplay that you're wearing for you. Yeah. Is that is that common? Um, is 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 it like singer songwriter vibes, right? Like you get Sia, who is an amazing songwriter and kind of dabbled into singing for a couple albums, but then she like was really good at songwriting. Is that common? Like a common analogy in the cosplay um, where people are good designers but not necessarily good creators? I mean, look, I know that there are, you know, a lot of people out there who specifically do like art commissions for cosplay designs. Whoa. Um, so that that is something that is quite common. Um, but I mean, with with this particular costume, I think it was literally just like my my friend was just like sketching out some things because she was feeling inspired, and she was like, oh, and she just like sent them over. She's like, oh, like I I kind of sketched these out like inspired by you know different like uh, my hero academia characters. So she did one for Bakugo, she did one for Uraka, and she did one for Todoroki, which was actually I was originally going to do like the Todoroki one as like a gender bent uh, kind of vibe, but then um, I settled on Uraka. So she kind of just like sketched those out, and then I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if uh, we made these and did like a duo cosplay of them at uh, Comic Con? And she she was on board and. It kind of just went from there. Yeah, I mean, I actually met her through uh, cosplay because uh, she's she's also a, a cosplay photographer. Um, so the first time I met her, she was actually shooting this uh, 
like League of Legends inspired kind of like nice. uh, sexy cosplay calendar. Oh, <laughs> and, okay, um, never mind. Hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> that took a turn. So we like randomly started uh, started chatting, and um, the first time I met her, I was just like, I was when I like went over to her house and was just like, okay, well, I, I am in this, like, lingerie version of, like, Sona from League of Legends now. Please take friends. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of, like, how we oh, met. And then um, we ended up just, like, hanging out for the whole day into the evening, and we just got along really well. And we've stayed, like, really, really good friends since. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. That's, in- that's incredible. Um, and does she design as I mean, does she... What's the correct term? Build? Make? Craft? I would think um that. yeah i mean like she she was like really big into cosplay she's kind of like taken a like that kind of thing's taken a back seat for her now because she's actually apprenticing uh to become a tattoo artist right now so like free time is just not not a thing so she spends just like all of her time drawing um at the moment pretty much but she does still like do the do the occasional shoot and stuff so photography stuff is is also still going but um the cosplay side like not not as much anymore all right, all right, that's cool. So, so now once you once you've got your inspiration, and I th- I'm pretty proud of myself because it sounds like it sounds like my my process is turning out to be correct. So once you're inspired, you inspired, um, and then and then I want to talk about gathering materials. And I know that there's this has been a little bit of a, a sensitive issue, especially during COVID. We Whoa. were chatting to mm-hmm. one of our Mauritian cosplayers. And he was saying that he's really, really like struggling to get materials in during. Oh, was that Fred? Oh, shipping and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were chatting to Fred, and um, Fred mm-hmm. was saying like there's 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 an issue with getting materials. Originally, with him being like not in a on on a continent, be living on an island <laughs> um, in Mauritius. He was saying that that's that's normally a problem, but it's been escalated by the pandemic. How much cosplay building, material gathering have you been doing during the? during the pandemic cat and has it been difficult oh it was was that something that was like an unexpected impact of covid calvin is root secrets i'm gonna be completely honest like um hey yeah the pandemic was like really crazy for me especially like in the beginning because i had so many life plans that just like changed and and things were like just really crazy so Honestly, like I had all this free time, but I couldn't actually like bring myself to work on cosplay. Like it was just a very weird thing where I was just like struggling to like actually bring myself to to make things. So, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't been like doing a whole lot of a lot of that. But fortunately, I'm also one of those people who has like so many unfinished projects that I have all these materials for like existing costumes and like half made costumes that. I mean, it, it, it's like a good opportunity to just like go and revisit the things you didn't finish and force yourself to finish them because, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's really getting out of hand and like storage is an issue. <laughs> I didn't notice that was a thing like during lockdown, like people who normally were busy, like active, like doing something, not necessarily just going out, just like doing building stuff or doing things. They did nothing during lockdown. Yeah. And the people who normally did nothing were the ones being like oh my god i need to learn a new skill yeah. hashtag learning cooking in lockdown it's like the dynamic it's, it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy to think that like a year later a year later we're still sitting here 
Um, it's just it's yeah. it's wild. It's wild. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Happy birthday, I mean, it's been COVID. such a <laughs> such a roller coaster. Like I was initially supposed to like move to Japan last September. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so that was like pretty crazy. And like obviously that didn't didn't happen. And um, then I kind of like didn't have a job, and then I had to look for a job. So like things things were like the pandemic wasn't like very kind to me in terms of like life plans and that type of thing. So I think it was also just yeah. sort of like dealing with that type of thing where like that kind of caused cosplay to to take a bit of a backseat. But um, kind of, yeah, like World of Warcraft Shadowlands came out like last year and then I like started playing that and I got really inspired to kind of get back into it again, like just uh, after playing it and like the new the new yeah. characters and stuff. So I, I'm planning some some like big bolts again, um, nice. and, and hopefully I'll be able to like start on those soon. Um, also, I'm like one of those people that just has like a stockpile of materials. So like all of the the stuff that I need, like I've got a lot of it already, and you kind of like build up this the stock after like cosplaying for a while as well, and then you know you need to kind of the amount of things you actually need to go out and buy is like a lot a lot less than than if you were just starting out, for example. Yeah. But I think I think I just want to I want to chat to one thing over there, Kat. And I think you know, like being super meta about it, we're on a, a on a Comic Con Africa platform, and I think we're dealing with a lot of people and a lot of passionate people are listening. And I think that like it's also okay to let your passion simmer for a while. And I'm, I'm not necessarily trying to give you a, a psych a, like a psychoanalysis. It's just like really sparked up that, that <laughs> thought that. You know what, I think as fans, sometimes we think it's like, oh my god, if I don't watch this episode, like, ah, oh, I've let my fandom down, how are the characters going to feel, nah, you know what I mean? Bro, yeah. And I, I, I think that, that just having that, that simmer of like, it's okay to chill, you know what, it's, it's, let it be on the back burner for a while. L listen, you're going to get bored eventually. That's, that's a thing, thing that's going to happen, yeah. like, especially if it's something that's consistent. If it's something like inconsistent like it's or it's like got a limited period of time that yeah. that's happening then then you probably won't but although it's different projects it's still doing the same thing the designing then the gathering then the building and then going to the events rinse repeats yeah it can get it's get, it gets monotonous i can imagine you want to take a break every now and then be like listen i'm going to skip on this event yeah don't really feel like making a cosplay for it yeah don't have an inspiration I mean, like just, look i don't I don't think it's necessary that people get bored. It's that burnout is a real thing when it comes yeah. to cosplay because, um, you know, sometimes you're like working really hard to get something done for that con and you're not sleeping, you're not eating. You, like all you're doing is working on this costume. And then, you know, like after that, you kind of don't really want to make anything again for a while because it's, you know, you just have that that like cosplay burnout. And then I think for, for people who kind of like do this as a career as well, where they have things like Patreon, where they need to get uh, rewards out every month as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, I think it's also just important to take a break sometimes, even if it is your career, because, um, you know, you got to like take care of yourself first. And a lot of people do forget that um, they get like so caught up in, in what they're doing in the hype that they forget to actually take care of themselves and, and um, you know, just realize that cosplay is not, you know, the be all end all, end all of like yeah. life and that, yeah. you know, take, taking, taking care of yourself is, is really important as well. Yeah. Take a break, go out, do something fun, grab yeah. a beer, you know, yeah. just relax, chill. <laughs> Well, well, thanks for that, Kat. That was a nice little. That was that was a nice little sidestep. 
actually, that was that that was nice. That was nice. Thank so, Calvin, I feel like you forget. You like you lose yourself sometimes, bro. Like podcast. <laughs> this is not a structured thing. This is just a chilled conversation. Back to the topic at hand. <laughs> well, well, easy. I, Enjoy I, the tangents. Enjoy the forest. Yeah. Smell the roses. And that's what we did. It was it was lovely. Um, but, but back on topic. That's, that's what we were saying. Uh, um. Okay, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Con Crunch, and um, I, I I feel like we could we could talk about that for a bit. And again, I've been saying this over the last couple podcasts. It's really cool that we can have these conversations, and um, that we can kind of grow from them. Is and this is a hard one, and I completely understand if you're if I like I'm putting you on the spot with this. But would you say that Con Crunch is like? the bad apple in the bunch when it comes to cosplay or is it just something that you sign up for and you know like okay cool con crunch is going to be a thing let me deal with it con crunch is a voluntary oh. thing i feel you reckon i feel like like because can i said previously there are people that budget their time and like manage their time out i feel like con crunch not all the time but majority of the time i feel like that's a self-inflicted punishment <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie that that is very much <laughs> kind, of, kind of like true. Um, I mean, this I know that funny. I'm really like, terrible when it comes <laughs> comes to that, but it's also a situation sometimes where no, yeah, for something example, breaks. If you, if you have like a, a con like uh, Comic Con Africa that's like three or four days, um, you kind of feel the pressure to have a different cosplay for each day, and then that's that's where things also get like a little bit little bit out of hand. <laughs> um, Just a little. I will say that like. <laughs> Crunch isn't all bad because I feel like it's a really good motivator. I mean, looking at this past year with the pandemic and not having any cons, I think that also played a, a big part in, you know, why I didn't, you know, like make as many costumes or anything like that because I didn't have, you know, a, a con to motivate me to do that. So, I mean, I won't say it's like all bad. Um, I think yeah. sometimes people just don't know when, it, when to like cut their losses or say like, yeah. I'll I'll just chill out and, and like finish that for the next con and they're just like no nope, need to do this need to finish it like you know for the con tomorrow like some people just just don't know um, when, when to give up and let go and and admittedly I am one of those people sometimes but I have gotten better with it um, good job <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> over time you you kind of like realize that it's just not not worth like worth it to to do things like that because then you're not really going to enjoy the con right and yeah you kind of gonna resent the, the costume <laughs> for, for making you you feel a certain way um but yeah i've gotten better with it and i mean um there used to be kind of a bit of a stigma attached to like buying costumes to wear to cons instead of like making your own it was kind of like frowned upon like to to buy your costumes but like i've gotten to a point now where if it is you know, a three, four day con, then I'm not going to make something new for all of those days because it's just like unreasonable. I also feel like with, with that statement, don't, don't people sometimes, f this is just my personal opinion because both of us are new to cosplay. I just clearly know more than Calvin for some well. reason. Don't know why. But I also don't know much about the cosplay community. But for me, I, when I hear that statement, doesn't, isn't that basically like saying the cosplayers are forgetting about the play part of cosplay? I, you know, because exactly... like y yes making your cosplay is a part of it yeah but but what about the player aspect maybe those people that buy their costumes are more interested in personifying the yeah. character than the gratification of building the I'm, cosplay from scratch like, i was just thinking that exact thing with my newly learned 
reason for play, and I'm not even being <laughs> I'm not even being facetious. Like I, I genuinely I, I was I was thinking that. Cat, what's what's your input over there? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think it's kind of something that's come along with cosplay becoming more popular and more mainstream, right? Um, because the fact that it's more mainstream now and that people can make careers out of it and have these huge competitions with huge prizes, it's kind of a situation where, you know, people who spend a lot of time making their costumes and, and like, putting all these details and, like, research and and that type of thing into their costumes they kind of like don't see other people who kind of buy costumes on on like the same level um i don't know that it's necessarily still the case but i know that that was the case for a while um and that's kind of why uh there was this stigma attached to board costumes and, and that type of thing because every everyone sort of felt pressured to make it into a career and um, to gain like a huge social media following because it was something that became possible um, as cosplay entered the mainstream. And I think um, people are kind of slowly realizing like now because it's gotten to a point where it's almost oversaturated um, in that there are so many career cosplayers or people trying to make it a career that, I mean, you know, you just need to like chill out and, and, you know remember the reasons why you started doing this and yeah. not put so much pressure on yourself and, and other people and just you know enjoy the fandom and and meet new people and get excited about like all the geeky stuff together yeah, yeah. I, feel now, I feel now there should be an acting portion an acting <clears throat> portion like because 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 we, we've got construction we've got sewing we've got um Need needlework was that sewing as well? I can't remember. I, we, we, yeah, like I mean that categories. kind of falls under sewing. I know there's four categories. Like, we should have. I think we should have now a fifth one: acting. Acting for for those cosplayers that are just like, listen, I was just here to have a good time, not not to be berated because I didn't build I my mean, shit. Like, <laughs> they are kind of like things like. I mean, I mentioned the skit competitions earlier. That's based hmm. solely on on the skit that people present and not not the costume itself. And then there are also a lot of um, cons that are bringing up like casual cosplay competitions now where where people can just like enter and then they're just based on, you know, their representation of the character and whether they're having fun as opposed to like the costume itself. And it doesn't matter matter whether it's bought or whether you made it yourself. It's kind of just judged on, on the overall impression, which is pretty cool. Okay, and so I think that's really also kind of like bringing yeah. the, the fun back into it again. Yeah, because yeah, that's all, all I've been hearing is like cosplay sounds like such a hectic thing. Like, why would you want to do it now? Like, yeah. it sounds so hectic. <laughs> like, where's the fun part of cosplay? Like, not gonna lie, because me and my mates at one point, we were considering, yo, like, let's let's all go as like the Gote 13. Everyone picks a captain. You choose your, your bro to be your lieutenant. <laughs> and then we all go rock up as the Gote 13 from Bleach and we just like chill like that as a squad. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just like, you would just get cocked out because you didn't make your Shihawk show from scratch. Oh, you didn't sew that. I could see I mean, it's like, store look, made. Like, <laughs> look, don't get me wrong. Like, um, you know, like that type of thing has kind of like calmed down a lot. It's it's not necessarily okay. like that. Or it's not necessarily something that you are going to encounter all the time. It's just like, you know, there, there is like a chance of it. But most of the time, if if people kind of like see that you're not necessarily a cosplayer or someone who is doing this all the time and maybe just someone who wanted to do something for a con or whatever like i mean most of the time people are, are pretty accommodating and pretty cool about it and um 
yeah it's it's just like obviously with I think any hobby you're gonna have people who you know aren't aren't the necessarily elitist, yeah. like you know going going to be nice about things and, yeah. and feel the need to turn it into a competition I think that's yeah. the case with like anything from like board games to um I don't yeah. know art to anything really. Yeah, you, you're always going to have someone who who wants to turn it into a, into a competition and and um, you know feel like they're they're better than you are. <laughs> I like to refer to them as the um actually people because <laughs> they are the ones that go like um actually this is wrong. Oh my gosh, you, you say that like um, I had a a friend who used to say that a lot, and then we we called this sort of like I guess like alter ego Clarence. Because that's the sound of like an appropriate name. Like. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is now officially an office meme. Thank you so much, Kat. <laughs> Every time something's like... You know, oh, just like you're, you're being a Clarence. Stop being a Clarence. God. Well, actually... Clarence. Uh, <laughs> um, Kat, you are based in Cape Town, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Awesome. How would you say that the Cape Town scene, in terms of cosplay, is different to the Joburg scene? Obviously, we as Comic-Con Africa <laughs> planned on going over there and uh, having a really, really cool event planned. And like we've mentioned, I think we've given COVID more attention than, quite frankly, it deserves at the moment. But um, obviously, that was that was postponed. Um, how is the scene different there? Because Personally, I feel like Joburg is city vibes. It was like very serious and like suit and tie. Uh. Whereas like Cape Town's like super chill. <laughs> How much does your costume have I to mean, cater that's... to the weather conditions? <laughs> I mean, that's just like not even a factor anymore. People just like just deal with it. They like they just like pick their costumes. They like wear them. They could be like freezing to death or like dying of heat. Like it's 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 just a thing that happens. My costume um, explodes. That's funny that and you... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said that about like the Joburg and Cape Town people because um you know well, the first time I went to a Joburg con which was like that was like icon like many years ago when it was still like Jeez. this tiny little con in like the the Jabula recreation hall um it was really <laughs> tiny but um that was kind of my first sort of like Joburg con experience and um i actually found it the opposite i found like the joburg people were like really chill and really nice um and i felt like the joburg people were kind of like more open to approaching people and like kind of like meeting new people as opposed to cape town people who like in, in my experience kind of like keep to their like designated groups of friends a little bit more um as opposed to like meeting new people if that makes sense um yeah it's it's really weird but that's just my personal experience i mean i can't speak to to everyone's experience but um i mean i yeah i love the the people in Jobik so much like the friend i i spoke about earlier um her name is chev like uh she was originally based in Joburg. Yeah, and i mean right, she's in Cape Town now but uh she she's originally from there and um yeah we just became like really good friends and i i'm still in contact with like a lot of really awesome uh Joburg cosplayers as well yeah, it's it's really really strange that you had that kind of like uh, preconceived <laughs> idea of, of how it is, but uh, yeah, again, just personal experience. Yeah, I guess I, I I think it's like you see Cape Town and you see like the colorful houses and the really cool buses and like they're actually paying to circle around their potholes when there's an issue, and then in Joburg it's like move it, 
Mervin! What if you that was that was quite a pleasant surprise? Well You're making us sound like New York City. Hey, I'm walking in. Hey, I'm walking in. <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes. Um but Kat, I also want to chat um quickly about the connection between cosplay and Japanese culture. Because it's it's mm-hmm. and I'm dying to ask, and if I don't ask this, I'm going to regret it. Was your previously planned move to Japan inspired? by cosplay or the culture is that was that kind of your introduction into japanese culture i mean you don't you really don't have he's to basically know. asking how much a weebot you are <laughs> <laughs> to put it nicely yeah. well I, i'm not i'm not asking you to go too far into your personal life it was if it was for personal reasons completely understandable but oh my gosh, did, so, um i totally don't mind chatting about it uh so trying to think of timelines here because the, the pandemic's like messed up by my concept of time now but i think it was like 2019 um that i actually traveled to japan for the first time and i just loved it there like everything is just like amazing and like yes all the weep stuff was a huge draw and i came back <laughs> no no, with, like, no, no like, i'm not i'm not i'm just of, like, <laughs> i was just i was like, uh, translating for the normie trust me I'm, I'm a huge weeb as well i also would like to go one day uh where did you actually end up going did you go to kyoto tokyo nagato nagasaki where'd you end up so um well, uh, we had like quite a quite a packed schedule, so we obviously landed in. Um, no, we just kind of like made our own schedule, but we wanted ah, to nice. see a lot of places. Um, so we kind of like just uh, you know were in Tokyo for a little bit, and then we went off straight to Osaka after that. So we nice. stayed in Osaka for a little while. Um, we kind of like only went to Kyoto on like day trips and that type of thing. We didn't actually stay there, and then we headed like way up north into like you know, more like rural Japan um, yeah. to go and stay at a traditional inn there, like oh, in, that's awesome. like out um, by like a place called Lake Tazawako um, in Semboku in Akita prefecture. So that's like okay. up north. Uh, they get like nine months of snow a year. Um, so we basically just went there for like the hot springs and that type of thing. And it was amazing. Nice. Um, what, what time of year did you so go? Yeah. Did you get to see sakuras or not really? Oh, we did. Yeah, uh, we went. Nice. We went during during the cherry blossom season, but we went like up north first, and then we came back to Tokyo again um, that for, for so that badly. type of thing. Um, so we did like uh, do the walk along like Meguro River. I'm sure you've seen photos of it. It's that like big mm. river with the lanterns on the sides yeah. and just like all the cherry blossoms. Yeah. Um, so we went to check that out, and yeah, like just all of the you know culture stuff as well was a was a huge part of it, and. I mean, for me, I'm also, I have a huge interest in like Japanese uh, fashion and that type of thing as well. So it's, it's not uh, kind of just cosplay, but I mean, the cosplay is kind of like a nice bonus type thing. Because yeah. if I was going to move over, it was kind of going to be a teaching type deal. So I wouldn't have had oh, like okay. time necessarily for, for cosplay and that type of thing. But um, it would have been nice. I mean, I still want to go to the big Osaka Cosplay Street Festival one day. It usually takes takes place in, in March, so maybe like one day when, when the whole <laughs> pandemic thing settles, yeah. settles down. I, I'd like love to do that one day. It's it's kind of on, uh, one of my, my bucket list things. Yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Japan's actually quieted down with restrictions as far as I'm aware. Because yeah. I, I have a few YouTubers that I watch that, are, that live... The weebs that live in Japan currently, <laughs> and they they say COVID restrictions have died down, like they're basically back to normal yeah. apparently. So maybe maybe you could go. Who knows? Holding thumbs for you, cat. I think that that would be super kick ass. That would be mm. 
That'd be awesome. I do. I also want to go there. Like I, I, I've got like a whole list of places I want to go. But like one of the, like one of the major ones. I can't remember what the name of the shrine is now. It's the one. Uh, maybe Kat can help Fushimi me. It's the one Nari, where it's, probably. Yes, with all the Tory gates. Fushiminari. Dude, yeah. I love it. I love. It. I want to walk that entire staircase up and down. <laughs> so so like, like one one like, thing about about Fushiminari is like it's best to go really early in the morning so that you can like avoid the walk. crazy crowds. <laughs> So like we we just went like super early and it was kind of like a cloudy day and there was like a bit of oh, a bit of like drizzle in the morning so it was like perfect there weren't a lot of people but I think we left around like nine o'clock in the morning and then that's when the people already like started like coming in yeah. it was like pretty crazy but it was like really beautiful and I have like a one of those like I have like a random video <laughs> just of myself like running through through the gates in like slow motion <laughs> just just for, for the for the gram you know. It's a really cool place. It's like so it's a shrine in Japan at the top of a mountain. It's got like mm. this massive staircase. You're gonna be walking a lot. But what makes it so quite beautiful a hike. It's quite a hike, yeah. Quite a hike. But th- along the entirety of each of the staircases is just those giant Japanese gates, those oh, red wow. shrine gates, just all the way. Like right next to each other, each gate, just all the way up. So you're wow. going basically through a tunnel of Tory gates. Jeez. It's a, so all the pictures I see are so beautiful. I'm just like, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what I want to see in a real life. That sounds like that sounds like yeah. I mean, I was incredible. gonna say like if if you were if you could only see like one shrine on your trip to Japan, like that That's that would the be shrine. the one I would I would yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah. No, me and my sister, we want to do like a full thing because she wants to go see. Um, she wants to go see Hiroshima because she's interested in like the the, the history of Hiroshima and stuff yeah. like that. And then like I want to go to Tokyo because I want to go to Akihabara. I am that weeb. Yeah. But I also want to go. I mean, to... it's so overwhelming though. Like especially if you're so a weeb, like you go there and you don't know what to do because there's just so much stuff. <laughs> so much. <laughs> like Wait, what? I what mean, if you think that you're gonna see it all in one day or that it's gonna be like a one day thing, you are wrong. Sorely mistaken. You will be- <laughs> yeah. I, I've already told my sister I need at least two days for that one place alone. So in in Japan, t- Tokyo's the main city in Japan. Yeah, yeah. In one of the pre uh, Akihabara is a prefecture. No, or it's, it's no, no. It's it's just it's, like a like an area. I it's guess. an area it's, within a yeah. prefecture in, in Tokyo. Within Tokyo. Uh, yeah. So this this area is literally just wall to wall weeb stores. Oh really? Anime, as far as the eye can see, it's literally. Every anime fan's is. wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get there, like Kat said, you won't know what the hell to yeah. do because every store is anime. You don't know where to start. That is so cool. <laughs> so I literally told my sister, all I need is 50,000 yen in two days. And then we're good. We're <laughs> That's good. all I need. 50,000 yen. If you think you're going to be spending as little as 50,000 50, yen, but... again, you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> hey, listen, 50,000 yen, because I've still got the rest of, of freaking Japan to see. I can't waste all my money in Akihabara, but you know what? I'll do my best. <laughs> just, like, just a quick side note, though. Um, a lot of people talk about like uh, Akihabara a lot, but... There's another place in Osaka called Denden Town, which is kind of like Akihabara on like a smaller scale. And okay. if you are like quite a serious figurine collector, um, that's a really ama- amazing place to go if you are looking for like certain figures that you can't find anymore, that type of thing, because you find a lot of like really cool secondhand stuff there. So you have like nice. these figurine shops 
with all these glass cabinets just like filled with figurines and people actually like rent uh, rent these uh these cabinets to like sell their things and because in japan like everyone just takes really good care of their stuff it's like practically new you know and it's it's amazing like yeah so denden town's really awesome if you're looking for something specific or you want to like if you're a serious like figurine collector um yeah like it's also just easier to find stuff because it is a bit smaller (laughs) (laughs) beautiful mental note made (laughs) um captain one of the last things that i i want i want to chat to you about um and you said that earlier you you did this thing for the gram right (laughs) now did it for the gram (laughs) i want to talk to you because i must compliment you on the way that you've laid out your instagram it looks super sick and i think that's such a such a cool part about cosplay uh robbie i'm what you saw with cat's instagram is it's like three photos of the same character yeah i was just about to say i did respect the fact that it was three by threes of just one character at a time it looks sick cat you got it you got it (laughs) Yeah, baby, she's got it. The grandma lock. <laughs> yeah. Cat got the grandma lock. Yeah. So without telling me too many of your secrets, because I could imagine that, I mean, it's your, it's like your portfolio, right? Basically. Um, what, what would you kind of advise for, now Calvin wants to cosplay, right? What, what is the, what is the, the advice for the gram? <laughs> He wants to spice Oh my gosh. Um, it's so tricky at the moment now because like the, the algorithms kind of just like become so trash that like no one's going to see your stuff it? really. So like my, my advice would probably be just to move over to TikTok because that's apparently okay. where, where everyone's getting the views and the, you know, like the recognition is, is kind of on there. Like Instagram's kind of on its way out now because the algorithms just gotten mm-hmm. so bad to the point that like even people who follow you aren't seeing your stuff in their in their feed anymore. And it's okay. it's just gotten like so bad. Um yeah, so like a lot of people have kind of migrated to TikTok now. I mean, I'm still figuring that out because, I mean, I feel like I'm really awkward when it comes to videos and that type of thing. I mean, I the static images are like, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But like, as soon as it gets to like the little videos and the and the viral dances and, and that yeah, type of thing, God, like so I, I, I start feeling a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but I mean, like one day I'm sure I'll figure it out. I mean, I kind of just update my Instagram now, like whenever I feel like it, because there's sort of like no pressure anymore, um, mm. which I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's nice in a sense, but also, I mean, you're not really going to reach a lot of new people anymore, which is, which is unfortunate. Mm. Which is wild. I mean, you just get the whole photo thing right, and then they're like, all right, we're done with that. Let's move on to video. <laughs> 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 so, I, I, well, I support you, Kat. You're going you're gonna to kick some ass. Um, I think that, that is, that's all from, from my side. Um, but at the end of every podcast, cat, I go around and I ask anybody if there's something that they would like to add. Uh, this is really, really open up to you, whether you are, I don't know, supporting a charity and you want to, to drop the link in the description, you can pop that there, whether you want us to tell you on socials, whether you want to, I don't know, scream something crazy, you're more than welcome to, uh, I'll, I'll go, while you think about it, cat, I'll go to you, Robbie, is there? I'm sorry, excuse there, me, you're putting me on the spot now. There, <laughs> Couple of these. Shit, we must be nice to our guests. How would um, you do it to yourself? We must be nice to our guests. <laughs> um, Robbie, is there anything that you would like to add? 
Not really, because I don't know much about cosplay either. I just got a great conversation about Japan in here somehow. (laughs) I was literally, I was here more than anything to be the distraction away from the topic at hand. No, man. We still learned about cosplay, Robbie. We did, but no, please, anyone listening on Spotify or Apple Music or on YouTube watching this, please take mental note. All the distractions. Yours truly. Sorry, Robbie. Um, Kat, is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, I mean, like when you when you said like uh, when you mentioned charity stuff, I don't know if you guys are aware of like the the crazy fire that's like hit Cape Town recently. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's like been pretty insane. I'm I'm actually like pretty close to that. Like on Sunday, I was basically choking on smoke and like dealing oh, with ash in the garden the whole day. Like it it was like pretty crazy and. Uh, I know, like, things are, are, like, pretty hectic with that at the moment. So, I mean, if if um, anyone name? out there is, okay. like, willing to help, um, donate to help out the firefighters or, you know, the people who've had to evacuate or that type of thing, I mean, that's, that's really awesome. I think there's, um, I mean, like, on Instagram, usually there are, like, a few pages that give out info on that type of thing. I mean, I try and repost stuff when I can, but um, also there's a page called the UCT Just Kidding. It's actually like originally like a meme page, but they've also been sharing like really good info about like how to how to help people um, affected by by the fire and that type of thing. So that's that's just um, something current that I that I wanted to bring up. Um, and then I mean, you gotta gotta do like a little bit of uh, shameless self plugging as well. So, plug it, um, plug it. <laughs> if uh, yeah, if anyone's like looking for me on Instagram, it's just um, cat like c a t underscore kirameki, which is k i r a m e k i. So that's that's where you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I have the same name on TikTok, but my TikTok's like a bit dead at the moment because I'm still kind of trying to get comfortable with it and, and like figure it out a little bit. But I mean, it is there. I, I will post videos again at some point. Hopefully, maybe. We'll see. Sometime. Who knows? <laughs> well, don't worry, Kat. Don't we'll, pressure me. <laughs> you can find the, the links to Kat's Instagram and her TikTok in the description below. below. For YouTube. Can we do that on Apple and Spotify? Indeed we can. Greatness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, then the, the one thing that I would like to add is, um, thank you, Kat. I, I have had very short glimpses into the cosplay industry. I've been very much a bystander for a very long time. In 2018 and 2019, I was actually a volunteer for Comic-Con. Uh, so I kind of had it in passing, which was really, really cool. And it was like the first time that I was seeing it on such a big scale. And holy crap, there's a whole stage dedicated to it. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> So it's been like it's been coming at me in like big bunches, and then uh, during lockdown when we had just started with our quizzes, we had a, a cosplay quiz, and I was the host of that, and like the community was like really really cool. Um, and now chatting to you, this is probably my third, um, let's call it official interaction uh, with cosplay. Uh, so I, I I said it once, I've said it again, I said it on the cosplay quiz stream. It's it seems to be a very welcoming community, and it seems to be a, a community that is willing to listen and teach so thank you for your time cat uh really really appreciate it uh thank you for being so flippin' passionate and thank you for everything it's been thanks for going along with the tangents you've made this a podcast for having me i'm also one of those people who tends to kind of like veer off topics sometimes just it's more fun that way i want to talk about random things so i mean love it love it love it well cat 
Really, really appreciated. <laughs> I don't even want to hang up. This has been so cool. <laughs> Thank you for your time. I mean, we can, we can do it again another time, you know, like just, just have like a... a have have one just about like Japan and Japanese culture next time and Let's do it. And, I'm there. Uh, I'm there. <laughs> and uh, and that fun like weep culture and then then Robbie can just like uh, Robbie and I can just chat anime the whole time and and that that hell be yes I am lonely fun. here at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> I have no anime friends around here. Well, I got two, but they're like casuals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually we actually had an episode last week, the previous episode of Concast, where we spoke about. Some anime controversies. Oh yes, yeah, which, we did that. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you're watching, want to go check that out, you're more than welcome to. There is a playlist which will be um, available in the description or on our channel or something. And anyone listening, we also launched our official anime manga otaku show. Yes, that was so. Cool. We also launched that. So yeah, go check it out. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube as well as rate us here on Spot Apple Music, Apple Music, and Spotify. If you both have a rate system, rate and review us. Oh, and review, please yes. do yeah. give me that five star, please. Hey, so hit that <laughs> notification bell on uh, on YouTube. Yes, get, you got get get to be notified of the new videos. You got yes, you are natural. <laughs> You can tell she does socials quite often. Yes. <laughs> and with that, we bid thee all adieu. Awesome. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.